unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is the Retail War Zone Podcast. Let's get the ball rolling here. Let us get into some headlines. Uh, the first one, Hero actually pointed this out to me a couple of days ago. Uh, Lowe's Pioneer System to Solve Organized Retail Crime. And if you haven't seen that, it really is kind of like when you buy a cell phone and it, they have to activate it at the register. So they've got their some tools now that will not function unless they're activated at the register. In theory, that sounds great. But when you look at like construction workers and people, you know, who use tools for a living, I just got to think there's going to be some problems down the line. So, um, yeah, a little, little sketchy there. Uh, guitar retailer moves to cloud for omni-channel strategy. Um, that'd be Guitar Center. We all know that I shared some time there. Um, they're trying everything in their power to s- save that company. Uh, if you follow Guitar Center employees, they just recently restructured the commission uh, scale again. And um, yeah, so they effectively all took a pay cut. Good times. Uh, Bed Bath & Beyond is closing 87 more stores. See the list. I think we all saw this coming. If you've been going into a Bed Bath & Beyond or seen the news, they're pretty empty. So following up with that, 10 retailers to watch for a bankruptcy filing in 2023. Um, Some notable names there, Party City, Kohl's, um, obviously Bed Bath and Beyond, and there are a few others. And then in this week's installment of Nobody Wants to Work, with layoffs, retailers aim to be safe rather than sorry. Again. Uh, this is for you Irish. This is uh, actually from an Irish publication. Uh, Shop of Horror. Over half of Irish retail workers have witnessed a colleague being assaulted. And that's by customers, just to let you know. Um, should retail seek a middle path between being pro or anti-union? I'm pretty sure that comes from Retail Wire. Um, like every week, the links to these headlines are in the description of the video. You can check them out. Uh, Apple retail channel employees are facing layoffs. And retail channel employees, just to let you guys know, that's not inside the Apple store. Those are the people that work for Apple that are inside of Best Buy and things like that. They're getting ready to start letting them go. Um, this next one I posted on Twitter early, wanted to get Blaine Tag's take on this. Um, more than 40% of Americans say shopping at retail stores is quote unquote less enjoyable than before COVID with nearly two thirds blaming inadequate or poorly trained staff. New study shows, uh, in all fairness, the staffing part, I can understand, you know, calls people are controllable expenses and that's what companies do. But, uh, as Blaine Tag had scoped it out. You know, it was a very small sample pool of people that were polled. So it doesn't really represent a wider scale of the customer base. And then finally, wages continue to rise, but they still aren't keeping pace with inflation. Uh, I think we all pretty much know that, right? Okay. So assaulted by customers. Yes, correct. Um, Blaine takes us customers who have to deal with me definitely think it's worse. Well, you, you, it's a give and take, right? They give you shit, you give it back. Um, Hero says, should retail treat people like people rather than a controllable expense? Corporates gather around, listen to a story from Mr. Steve. Yeah, correct. All right, so we're going to get rolling into the topic here um, real quick. Can't do this without mentioning our sponsor, The Serving Times. Um, this, one of his latest articles is quite entertaining and I love it. I know he had some input from the ranty bastard. Um, Self-checkout customers demand W-2s since they're doing the job of an employee. Uh, Fantastic stuff. Mr. Star, as always. Uh, There's the link to the serving times on the screen and it's also in the link descriptions in the bottom of the video. Also too, if you like what we do, shameless plug, subscribe, hit the little bell. And then you can be alerted to all the nonsense that goes on. So getting into the topic at can. So let me give you a little bit of background as to how this really got started. Um, so Alex Bitter from Insider had reached out to me. And we just had, you know, a brief conversation talking about this. 
And um, he kind of, you know, I sent him a video where I talked about this kind of before. And we were, we were just talking about this particular article right here, which is something that really goes hand in hand with what I'm talking about tonight. Now, Sheets evidently is a convenience store uh, up north, to my understanding. And they are now reviewing its controversial smile policy that prohibits employees from having missing, broken, or badly discolored teeth. Sheet says it's reviewing a policy that bars its convenience stores and gas stations from hiring people with visible teeth problems. Like all retail workers, employees at Sheets are expected to show up on time and provide pleasant customer service. But a more unusual policy in the company's employee handbook says that applicants with obvious missing, broken, or badly discolored teeth, unrelated to a disability, are not qualified for employment with Sheets. Insider obtained a written version of the policy and confirmed it with three former employees who had or have had access to it. The policy is under review after Insider's inquiry. Um, Your inquiry has prompted a more specific review to ensure our policies are aligned with Sheets' commitment to foster a culture of respect, their PR manager said. Uh, They're based in Pennsylvania, and they have about 650 locations. Now, the meat and potatoes of the actual article um, the smile policy targets its mostly working class store staff employees say three former employees told insider they believe that employment decisions are made based on what applicants teeth look like. Some employees refer to the rule as the smile policy. I hate the policy a former employee in North Carolina said this person who worked for sheets for several years before leaving last year declined to speak on the record for fear of professional consequences is really disgusting and kind of classist, especially when the majority of people you're employing are going to be lower income, the former employee said. Sheets' policy contains a section aimed at current employees who don't meet its smile standard. The time frame for resolving issues such as this should not exceed 90 days, the handbook reads. In the event a current employee develops a dental problem that would limit their ability to display a pleasant, full, and complete smile, we cannot permit this situation to go on indefinitely, it says. In cases such as this, the employee and store manager, to include the DM and employee relations as necessary, will come will work to come up with a mutually agreed-upon resolution. It adds, Sheets believes that an employee's smile during interactions with customers and coworkers is critical to creating the sense of hospitality in our stores that we strive for. Um, yeah. So, you know, before we get into the rest of it, that's kind of how this, this kind of started. And, you know, I had posted this huge long thread on Twitter, um, you know, talking about things like this. So, um, Hero says, so they have great dental insurance program, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Blank Stare says, well, I don't have a reason to smile in retail anyways. Hey, that's, that's, that's a valid, valid point. So, you know, there's some stuff that goes along with this that we're going to get into. Um, you know, they like to name these things and give them nice little titles. So I'm going to go back into the slides. I've got to skip through the one we just did, and then we will continue. So... After that, obviously, I went to go do some research. And here we have hiring bias, 13 unfair prejudices and how to avoid them. Hiring bias is a prejudice in favor of or against one thing, person, or group compared with another, usually in a way considered to be unfair. Whether conscious or unconscious, these biases can seep into your hiring process. Real quick, this comes from a site called Fit Small Business. So you have conscious bias or explicit bias is a bias that people are cognitively aware of. For example, if you knowingly prefer to work with men over women and you hire men disproportionately to women, then your conscious bias is factoring into your hiring decisions. Then there's unconscious bias or implicit bias is unknowingly stereotyping people or groups without being aware of it. For example, a hiring manager uses their quote-unquote gut feeling to make the hiring decision. Chances are there are unfair biases at play that lead the manager to prefer one candidate over another. So there's 13, and I'm going to try to go through these as fast as possible, and there's a reason why I want to get through them quick when we, when we get done. Uh, number one is similarity attraction, parentheses, affinity bias. It is perfectly normal to want to be with others who you like and feel you have a rapport with. While at the workplace, this desire does not deactivate on its own. Recruitment and hiring decisions are impacted when the hiring manager only chooses candidates with the predominant characteristics or behaviors they possess or personally deem superior. Um, Note that similarity, attraction, affinity, bias 
tends to lend itself to several classes within the workplace, including gender, generation, or age, and skin color. This is one of the most dangerous biases in the workplace today and a heavy focus of bias prevention training. Then you have social comparison bias. Uh, In some organizations, team members with high status in the workplace may desire to protect their positions by making recommendations that prevent other high performers from being hired. This can be done in a variety of ways, such as excluding qualified candidates during the interview process or suggesting someone else for the job, even if they're not the most qualified. This can also occur with team members that don't have direct hiring responsibility and is likely to occur between men and women. For example, John does not want Beth to join the large customer accounts team due to Beth's reputation for expertise and creative thinking. John may go out of his way to discourage department manager from bringing Beth on since he's currently the top performer on the team. Then you have intuition bias. Uh, Intuition hiring bias is the tendency for managers to make hiring decisions based on their gut feeling rather than evidence or rational thinking. This bias can lead to managers overlooking qualified candidates in favor of less qualified ones or basing decisions on irrelevant factors. While intuition can sometimes be a valuable tool in decision-making, it's important to be aware of the potential for bias so that hiring decisions can be made based on logic and evidence. Then you have contrast effect, otherwise known as judgment bias. The process of hiring new employees is often thought to be an objective one where the best candidate is chosen based on their qualifications and experience. However, hiring managers may be unconsciously comparing the last resume reviewed to the one currently being reviewed, which can lead to bias in the selection process. This type of comparison results in targets that are never consistent. It could cause qualified resumes that should make it to be a maybe or a yes pile to be discarded due to the elevated skills and experience found in the previous resume. Then you have conformity bias. This is a very common bias that is heavily influenced by group or team peer pressure. Managers are concerned about what others think of their decision and or the reasons supporting the decision. Instead of risking team discontent, one conforms to what everyone else wants. Then you have beauty bias. Beauty bias is a term used to describe the phenomenon where people tend to unconsciously believe that the most attractive candidate will be the most successful one. This bias can have a profound impact on people's lives as it can cause them to make hiring decisions based on looks rather than qualifications. Then, illusory correlation bias. It occurs when people believe a relationship exists between two common subjects when in fact no relationship exists. This bias can often lead to inaccurate judgments and decisions when hiring top candidates. Then there's confirmation bias. Since everyone makes biased judgments, you have to be careful to not ask questions or frame questions in ways that solicit responses that support initial judgments or biases of candidates. This can easily take place within an interview process. Without even realizing it, you may ask questions that are not particularly essential or illuminating and only serve to enhance or reduce the value of the candidate. For example, asking how a candidate's childhood shaped their career or what former co-workers were saying about the candidate. And then you have effect heuristic bias. According to Psychology Today, heuristics are mental shortcuts that allow people to make decisions, pass judgments, or solve problems with little to no effort. This bias represents a reliance on good or bad feelings relating to a stimulus of some sort. Examples of this include if an interviewer sees a tattoo that they don't like, if a candidate is not an ideal weight in the interviewer's mind, if a female candidate has a shaved head, and so on. Then there's expectation anchor bias. Expectation anchor bias is cognitive bias that comes into play when the resume reviewer, interviewer, or decision maker permits themselves to believe that a single trait or skill set is all that matters, and the decision maker anchors to that single attribute. This commonly occurs when a terrific employee just vacated a position and the interviewer looks for a carbon copy of that employee to fill it. Then there's halo effect bias. The halo effect is a cognitive bias that occurs when the hiring manager makes judgments about others based on a single favorable attribute and chooses to focus too heavily on that one positive aspect of a candidate. For example, if a hiring manager only sees the fact that a candidate has a college degree, they may be more likely to hire them without looking at any other qualifications. And then there's horn effect bias. The horn effect bias is the tendency to focus on a single bad behavior or recent poor performance. It is the opposite of the halo effect bias, which is the tendency to focus on a person's good qualities. The horn effect bias can cause people to overestimate the negative consequences of a single mistake and underestimate a person's overall competence. It can also lead to a distorted perception of an otherwise qualified candidate. Then number 13, overconfidence bias. 
Overconfidence bias describes a tendency for people to be overly confident in their abilities. In the context of hiring, this means that the recruiter is overly confident in their ability to select the right candidate. They believe that they can look at a person's resume and determine if they are the best fit for the job. However, this is not always the case as a person's qualifications may not be evident from their resume, and the hiring manager may not have the necessary skills to properly assess them. So bottom line here, it's important to be aware of the different hiring biases that can impact your decision-making when it comes to bringing on new employees. By understanding and being mindful of these biases, you can work to eliminate them from your process and make more objective decisions. Remember, the best candidate for the job may not always be the most obvious choice, so it's important to take the time to assess each candidate thoroughly. So then we have this from Colorado State University College of Business. Hiring managers unable to see past applicants' visible tattoos. Finding a new job is never easy, but College of Business Research found that visible tattoos will likely make the job search even more difficult while also decreasing the amount offered for initial salaries. Management professor Chris Henley and her co-authors found that prejudice associated with visible tattoos is difficult for job applicants to overcome. Their recently accepted paper, Visible Tattoos, as a source of employment discrimination among female applicants for a supervisory position in the Journal of Business and Psychology explains the details. Countless studies analyze workplace demonstration uh, based on stereotypes. Plenty of those specifically look into stereotypes associated with tattoos. Um, it's built on the foundation to further examine whether visible tattoos are likely to lead to adverse employment outcomes, and if so, what drives these effects. We were shocked at how hard it is to overcome discrimination based on tattoos, she said. We really thought we could find a point at which hiring managers could move past it, but we didn't get to that point. The three studies concluded that tattooed applicants were less likely to be hired, especially if they have larger, more aggressive tattoos that are harder to conceal. Those with mild tattoos who were hired were offered lower salaries and rated lower on competence than their non-tattooed counterparts. And people with more extreme tattoos were hit even harder by these discrepancies. Highly qualified candidates were able to lessen salary discrimination and achieve decent offers, but their competence did not lessen hiring discrimination. They received the same rate of job offers as less qualified individuals with tattoos. Volunteer experience did not alleviate prejudice at all. Further, the results suggest that a mild visible tattoo could lead to a dip in initial annual salary of $2,159. With that, even if the tattoo has no further effects on performance evaluations, promotions, or pay raises, the difference adds up over time. If the company gives 2% annual raises, the mild visible tattoo could cost the employee more than $23,000 over 10 years. Tattoos will make it harder to get a job. It will take longer. You might have to work harder to find the right employer. It's a struggle for people who have tattoos. One thing we didn't get to explore was if certain industries like fashion, music, or sports might be more accepting or even see tattoos as an asset. So you'll have to find what works for you. Ultimately, this research shows that stereotypes and biases against visible tattoos may cause hiring managers to automatically exclude this growing population regardless of applicants' qualifications. Those considering body art may opt for less extreme tattoos in easily concealed locations to increase their odds of getting a job offer. Additionally, emphasizing job qualifications and competence will aid in overcoming stereotypes attributed to those with visible tattoos. I don't like it when we blame job applicants, though. They just happen to have body art and are perceived in a certain way. Really, we need to start focusing on the hiring managers and what they fixate on. We might have to do some training with hiring managers and help them become aware of their biases, and not just body art, piercings, or attire. It's really appearance-based bias. And then we have this uh, from Study Finds. It's a survey. 51% of employers still judge job applicants based on appearance, and that was from February of 2020. Uh, discrimination appears to be widespread when it comes to hiring. Two in five managers admit to passing on a candidate who had a tattoo or unappealing clothing. Uh, despite the fact that employment regulation state is illegal to discriminate against a potential employee due to their sex, religion, or other personal characteristics, a surprising new survey finds more than half of employers admit to still judging job applicants on their appearance. Uh, the research commissioned by Green King surveyed 1,000 hiring managers and bosses in the U.K. Overall, 51% said they have knowingly discriminated against a potential employee because of the way they looked. Of those, 43% said they didn't hire the candidate because of their visible tattoos. Another 40% didn't hire candidates based on their clothes, while hair color put off 30% of employers. 
Similarly, about half of the respondents said they can't look beyond an interviewee's physical appearance, even if they appear to be more than capable of excelling in the job they are applying for. To that effect, 21% said they didn't hire a candidate because they had a disability. Wow. Still, just under a third of hiring managers also find it difficult to ignore visible tattoos when considering an applicant for the job. Visible piercings were a distraction for 28% of employers in a survey, and 25% said they can't overlook how potential employees dress for an interview. Overall, 90% of employers said having a professional appearance is an important aspect of successfully navigating the hiring process at their company. For what it's worth, 57% of employers said they are more lenient about appearances if an applicant is younger than 24. Okay, so it was age discrimination too. Nice. And then, just for some common knowledge, this is from the EEOC from the United States, application and hiring. It is illegal for an employer to discriminate against a job applicant because of his or her race, color, religion, sex, including gender identity and sexual orientation and pregnancy, national origin, age, 40 or older, disability or genetic information. For example, an employer may not refuse to give employment applications to people of a certain race. An employer may not base hiring decisions on stereotypes and assumptions about a person's race, color, religion, sex, gender identity, sexual orientation, and pregnancy, national origin, age, disability, or genetic information. If an employer requires job applicants to take a test, the test must be necessary and related to the job, and the employer may not exclude people of a particular race, color, religion, sex, gender identity, orientation, and pregnancy, national origin, or individuals with disabilities. In addition, the employer may not use a test that excludes applicants age 40 or older if the test is not based on a reasonable factor other than age. If a job applicant with a disability needs an accommodation, such as sign language interpreter, to apply for a job, the employer is required to provide the accommodation, so long as the accommodation does not cause the employer significant difficulty or expense. So... Let me go through the, 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 the chat here. Um, uh, Russell says intuition hiring can be effective in many ways. Sometimes, yes. Um, yeah. So what we got? Any questions real quick? So, yeah, that's a lot to unpack. There's a lot going on there. Um, And I have some things to say about that. So let's kind of look at it like this. Um, We spend a lot of time talking about how the media disparages the workforce because, you know, it's obviously the workforce's fault for everything. And at a time where we continue to hear this generation's lazy or nobody wants to work or people are quiet quitting or all this other stuff, we don't ever talk about this, especially in the retail industry. Okay. So you have employers complaining about they can't find applicants or nobody wants to work or whatnot. And I think it's it, it, it's so awesome that people have sat down and taken every kind of discrimination bias there is and gave it a clever little name. But what's being done about it? Not a damn thing. And the reason I say that is because hiring managers have all the power. There's no one policing that. There's no way to police that. But it's happening. And anybody out there who's been a hiring manager, and there's a couple of reasons as to why, if you've never committed one of those biases or you say you haven't, you you need to check yourself because chances are you probably have. And some of those biases you check because somebody above you instilled in you that you were to do so. Now, one of the big problems with it is, you know, why are these things going on, right? Well, all these biases are somebody taking control and trying to please not the workforce, but the customer base. I stand by what I said about, you know, people with like facial tattoos and things like that. 
they, they may look intimidating, but they may be great people and great employees, but they don't get a fair shake because they're, the companies don't want to put them in on the front lines and shake up the customers. I mean, can we for once get past, you know, the customer shit? Can, can we for once really start focusing on, you know, the employees in the building? Because maybe if we did that and we kept, you know, we quit giving carte blanche, you know, to the customer base to pick and choose what they want to complain about, I think we might find that some of the labor issues will kind of resolve themselves. But we're not going to do that. Now, here's the thing. In my experience, I've done this. Okay, I, I've done it. I, I, I have no shame in saying that. I was trained in a such a way that, you know, as a hiring manager, it was your job to protect the image of the company, and they kind of told you what they wanted that image to be. And when I was speaking to Alex from Insider, it's almost like an unwritten rule because you, you can't put it in writing, right? You, you You'll find no company handbook that has that. The furthest the company handbook will go other than sheets and their teeth thing is the fact that, you know, you may see references to facial piercings. You may see references to unnatural hair color. And, and in some, you may see offensive tattoos. But there's an unwritten law out there in retail where tattoos are frowned upon, different colored hair is frowned upon piercings of any type are frowned upon and you've got people training you and breathing down your neck saying you can't hire these people because we have an image to uphold now there was a time in my past where somebody had asked for an application and I, my dm happened to be there and they fell into one of these categories and gave them an application you know went through the spill walked off with the dm and the dm looked at me and said you better not hire them so there, I mean, it, it's, it, it's such a horrible, horrible thing. And when you get into lower volume businesses, when you get into like the dollar trees, the dollar generals, the family dollars, the party cities, the, the, even the hobby lobbies, buildings that don't have an actual HR person in the building, that bias is there and it's always going to be corporations may not know, right? You, you don't really know what kind of manager you have as a hiring manager. You know, you get an application, you see a name, and immediately you're like, oh, they're out. You haven't even talked to the person, right? Or like something Blame Tag had talked about, you know, a manager saying anybody that applied from a certain school, you toss them out because of a reputation and a stereotype. So if we're, if, if we're going to have this conversation about nobody wants to work in retail, especially, we need to start having a conversation about the hiring managers and what kind of bullshit they're pulling. Now, I put a plea out on Twitter, you know, for some journalist somewhere to dig into this. And, you know, crickets, that's fine. Maybe somebody eventually will. Maybe the sheets thing will start. Maybe the conversation I had with Alex from Insider will we'll start turning some wheels. But there's a bigger problem here in the retail industry about the labor issue than nobody wants to work because you got managers out there playing God. And yes, they will discriminate due to race. Yes, they'll discriminate to sexual, all, all the protected classes. These managers will fully discriminate against because that no one can prove otherwise. No one's policing it at all. So it's cute that we have clever little names for all these biases. You know, that's great. Somebody put some funding into that research. But in practicality, there's no application of that because no one's watching the watchers, so to speak. You know, you give a set of keys to somebody, you entrust them to staff a building. How many people at a Dollar Tree or where, you know, wherever You've got somebody who's going to be a class A employee that you may not know about. They've got a tattoo, you know, on their, they've got a sleeve, you know, on their arm. And you, you don't even bat an eye. You don't even give them a chance. But you want to complain that nobody wants to fucking work. It doesn't work that way. And at a time that we're talking about the entire labor force is the problem, we need to 
dig our heels in to this bullshit and figure out what's going on because it's a two-way street. So, um, Mr. Blame Tag, welcome. Uh, my company has a rule that tattoos must be covered and clothing hairstyles must not be extreme, but fortunately, HR has backed off on enforcement over the past five years, but the rule is still there. People used to have to wear huge bandages over their neck, hand, and ankle tattoos. And, and you know, fine. But do those tattoos keep them from doing the job? You know, when labor is at a premium right now and you can't get good help, you 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 need to look past this mess. Uh, Iris says, it's ridiculous in this day and age that things like hair color or piercings are even a factor in hiring. Some biases are unconscious, but those unwritten ones are a mixture of stupid and dangerous. Very. Um, let's see. I missed something here. Blank Stare says when she worked in a nursing home, they made us cover tattoos with bandages. It looked gross. Yeah. I mean, think about it. If you got like sleeves on, you got to wear bandages. You're going to look worse with bandages, like a burn victim, you know? Um, more of a personal bias than an actual reputation. Mm-hmm. This is Blame Tag says, oh, absolutely not. I think that's why they've turned a blind eye recently. Yeah. And, you know, some companies are going to. But the pro, like I said, the problem like the thumbnail for the video it's the hiring managers it's not being policed it's not being documented there's hardly any way to prove it but it's happening and guys if you've worked in this business you know it's still happening this is not a shocker this is not like some breaking news headline it's something that's just not talked about you know and i mean like i said i've done it I was, you know, I was telling Alex for Insider, I was trained at a very early part of my career that these were things you shied away from. It's an unwritten thing in the entire industry, period. And then even if the corporation doesn't see it that way and they're open to diversity and all kinds of different people, your hiring managers are not, ladies and gentlemen. They are not. It's their store. They're going to hire a certain type of person. And they're going to go without employees to find the ones that they want. It's stupid. It's real. And the conversation needs to be opened up industry-wide. You know, yes, companies have a right to have an image. Um, Neil Saunders on Retail Wire had made a comment, you know, fine. You know, you want a nice uniform? Well, guess what? The company should provide it. You know, there are things that companies ask for that they're not paying for. You want these things? Provide it. Dollar Tree. You don't get, they don't issue you shirts. The advice is go to a Goodwill and find any shade green polo you can and go buy it. Because if you want one with a Dollar Tree logo, you got to pay for that shit. Uh, Russell says, if it's a reasonable tattoo, most people will ask you about it if they care to look at it all. Um, okay, reasonable tattoos. I don't, the only thing I will say that I would, at this point in my life, be opposed to is something racist, offensive, and vulgar. So having a tattoo on your face like, say, Mike Tyson, that's not racist it's not vulgar it's not obscene but people will call that unreasonable um but does it have any bearing on what they can do no not at all it doesn't make them a good or a bad employee well hell if you don't even give them a chance because they got the tattoo you would never know right so why are we 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 going down this path where we talk about we can't get help. The labor market's this. We we come up with a new cute catchphrase every week to bitch about the workforce, but we don't talk about this. Because at its core, it is discrimination against all the protected classes, and it's continuing silently without nobody really digging into it. 
Um, Mr. Blame Tyke said, I was reading a book recently that touched on hiring bias against obese people, especially women. The bias goes beyond tattoos and piercings and personal style choices. Um, yeah. Yeah, what, one of the biases, I mean, it's it, it really is. I mean, you could throw all this into just the appearance category. Um, there was like a beauty bias where, you know, people think that only the most beautiful people will be successful and whatnot. And that's a lie. <laughs> I mean, sorry. But, I mean, so how do we fix it? You know, how do we get this out there to where people actually have a conversation about it and really investigate it? I did see there was somebody had talked about um, they took names off applications or resumes. You know, but there again, too, when you call them in, the biases are still there. You know, um, it, it's it's kind of twisted because it, it, it's even on the hiring side. If you wanted to eliminate everything, it's almost like you must hire everybody, right? And, you know, when you hire somebody, it's up to them to prove that they can do the job. I mean, they're, they're, we're, we're not going to say that that's any different, but it's getting them in the door. And, you know, like Ira said, you know, at this day and age where we are, how society is progressing and there's more alternative lifestyles and alternative looks and things like that are more mainstream, you know, you, you might be shooting yourself in the foot, not hiring some of these folks. Um, Iris says, on the other hand, I'm not going to tell Iron Mike he didn't get the job because of his tattoo. In that case, he'd get the job, right? But see, that's the thing. No one's telling these people they're not getting the job because of the tattoo. They're only ponying up and admitted to it in, in anonymous surveys and things like that, right? So Iron Mike could assume that it was a tattoo, but nobody told him it was. But it sure as shit was. Blame Tag says, I'd be more successful if there was a beauty bias. I'm going to wait for Mrs. Blame Tag comments on that. She's going to be the authority on that subject. Um... Here it says, most places have some verbiage along, can you lift X amount? Can you stand for X amount? If you say yes, you say yes. Um, true. They're, they're, you know, they put, you know, if you can lift 50 pounds or you can stand, you know, for X amount of time. And there again, that's another argument in itself. I'm all for cashiers getting stools. Cashiers shouldn't have to stand there. I mean, if they're able to ring up groceries sitting on a stool, let them. That's stupid. Why are we fighting about this? I mean, it, it, it's, it's just dumb at this point. You know, if you got a cashier that's full-time standing on their feet for eight hours, sitting there doing a monotonous task, scan, scan, scan. Look, these floors in these businesses will kill your knees. Let them sit the fuck down. But, yeah, so, I mean, at this point, I mean, but how do we fix it, right? How, what's it going to take? Oh, this is blame tag. That's perfect. I cannot testify against blame tag on a recorded podcast. I'm sorry. I didn't ask permission. So maybe we can do that off the record. <laughs> um, Russell says, depending on quote unquote, what retail, sometimes being more attractive is better for business in a lot of ways. And that is the bullshit right there. That is a, that's totally opposite of what we're talking about. A beauty's in the eye of the beholder, right? B if, if you're running a business based on physical appearance, I hope you flop. I, now, I get what you're saying, tanning salons, makeup, um, but it's still not right. It's not right, okay? You know, you mean to tell me you need to have an absolutely beautiful female sit behind a counter at a tanning salon and make appointments, and that's all they do, but somebody who might be less attractive can't do the same fucking job? No, that's not how that shit works. It's not how any of this works at all. And, you know, it, it's, and even then, I mean, okay, the flip side. I mean, you'll be devil's advocate. The biases of the dumb blonde. You know, pretty blonde employee comes in and you immediately think they're stupid. And you don't have, so I guess it could work conversely, easily. Um, do you buy that dented box or the good box? Dented box so you get a discount. Of course. Um, Iris says, seriously, though, 
it's definitely a hangover from a toxic culture where people were judged on appearance more th than character. The only way to change it is to change the systems of corporate toxicity. Correct. You know, it, it's like I said, you know, we've got the EEOC, we've got laws that protect those laws are shallow because it's not protecting anybody because this shit goes on you know, consistently. It's a problem. And it's not just a problem in retail. It's a problem elsewhere. I mean, God, I, I tell you right now, family-owned businesses, locally-owned businesses, they are going to be the, the top offenders there. Top. Guaranteed. And not a damn thing can be done about it. Unless somebody investigates it, undercover, busts it, and, and makes it a thing. You know, Hero says, with all these job finder tools, why not just see if your zip candidates check yes or no? They can do said task and offer the job through that. Okay, see, that's something that's been talked about. But there again, no company's going to do that because they have those biases in place they don't want to admit to. That's the way it should be. It should be anonymous applications. Um, you can't, I mean, with the work number and stuff, you can't really verify anybody's background anymore. So it's all a crapshoot on that, on the experience side anyway. But what you do is you bring somebody in, you know, sight unseen. All companies have a, you know, not mostly have a 90 day probationary period. You lay out what they have to accomplish in those 90 days. And at the end, you reconvene and you say, hey, great job. Or, hey, you suck. But there again, too, if you hire somebody unseen, you can have managers out there that if a company said, hey, by the way, this is what we're going to start doing to fix the labor issue. You got to hire everybody that applies. Um, you, you offer them a job through email They'll come up to introduce themselves. You'll find out their name, blah, 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 blah. And these managers are going to be pissed off and waiting for that 90 days. They're, they're going to try their best to fire these people no matter what. You know, Russell, I know you're country boy. You like mom and pop. But mom and pop are going to be the most discriminatory fucking businesses out there. Period. Now, if it works for them and it's a family-owned business and their family works there, that's fine. But... We're talking about the mom and pop businesses that are posting signs everywhere. Well, unfortunately, after serving community for X amount of years, nobody wants to work and we're going to have to shut down. Good. You deserve to. Period. I bet if you polled, if you were able to, to get that stuff, I mean, like actual data, you would find out that they're the chief offenders. Absolutely. And, you know, it's their business, sure. But there's this thing called laws, right? If you can't, and those same businesses, mom and pop stores are the ones that, that they build their entire business model on paying somebody the absolute least they can. That's why they're not surviving anymore. That's why. That's why they're going the way of the dodo. Um. Hero says, I won't go into any detail, but the stock guy or bag boy bias is BS if anyone is interested. Okay. Um, Iris says, wait, I know a way you could test it. Apply for jobs using identical resumes, except one with a picture of someone with a facial tattoo and one without, then see what companies have the unwritten rules. Oh, I can tell you. I mean, that's, I mean, see, it's too easy. It's too easy. They could do that, but they won't. See, Mr. Blame Tag. That's the, but see, they found heavy hiring bias. But where is it in the news cycle? You know, we should have, you know, fair and balanced reporting, so to speak. For every nobody wants to work headline, there should be such and such business has been found to discriminate against employees. Um, Elizabeth Unlimited says, I work mostly back of house at my store. Did you already discuss age? I'm 26, but I look like a high schooler. Makeup isn't an option with the work environment. No, we'll, we'll get into the age too. You know, the by the discrimination is there all the way across the board. You know, managers, hiring managers will discriminate against younger folk 
thinking they can't do the job that they need them to do because they have this, the younger generation doesn't want to work, right? And then you've got same businesses that won't hire, say, over 40 because they're past their shelf life. They, they've gotten smart to how the system works. They're not going to be dialed in. You know, it, it's it, it's all there. It's all there for the taking, every bit of it. You know, it's great the EEOC has a policy, but if it's not getting followed, it's a worthless piece of paper, right? Uh, Russell says, let's face it. Us as people have things you look at, non-biased and biased. If you can't say that, don't say nothing. Example, customers, you can't do both. Hey, look, we have biases. We do. But in the workplace, in order for the work, the, the labor force to get a fair shake, we've got to get out of that. It doesn't make it. You, you, you know, if you have the bias, that's okay. As long as you're not acting on the bias. Let's say you don't like people with tattoos. Okay? That's your own personal thing. But you need not let that bleed into your hiring process. Right? You know, we all like what we like. We all dislike what we dislike. There's nothing wrong with that. But in the concept of the labor market, with all the nonsense that's going on, all that shit's got to get thrown out the window. You know, because that's a problem. And I get really sick and tired of hearing these businesses complain about they can't get people when you know good and damn well they're discriminating against people that they could hire to fill the spots, even if it was temporary and they didn't work out. They won't do it. It is not personally impossible to do that because I've fucking done it. If you're desperate for help and you need bodies, you will start to turn a blind eye to all the things you've been raised on and all the things you've been taught because you need people. And then when you do that and you hire people, all it takes is the first one that you hire that breaks the stereotype, breaks the bias and whatnot, and all of a sudden it's over. It's over. And that's fact. So, yes, you're always going to like what you like and dislike what you dislike. Okay? That's going to happen. People can change and people can adapt. And for those of you out there who can't adapt or try to adapt, man, I feel sorry for y'all because y'all missing out on a lot of good people and a lot of good times. Um. Mr. Blame Texas, it's not impossible to hire people based on their qualifications and experience and set aside nonsense. I don't, exactly. It's not. And if you're doing the right thing for your, and we're not going to talk about the corporation. If you're doing the right thing for your business, the, the one that you're running, that, that little box out of hundreds of thousands across the country, if you're doing what's best for your location, then to Mrs. Blame Tyke's point, that's what you should be doing. But I know plenty of people that are still managers right now that are doing that. Question is, are they going to change? Are they going to spend all their time bitching about they don't have any help? Choice is theirs, you know. But the problem is, you know, they're going to lie. They're not, you know, when the DM comes in and says, how come, you know, you had 27 applicants and you only hired two? They're going to make up some cockamamie, you know, I've been in the business forever. They, their qualifications didn't didn't fit. Blah, blah, blah. There's something went wrong in the interview. They're going to lie. And the cycle is going to repeat. Um, and, you know, everybody deserves a shot. Life's hard right now, guys. I mean, we were just joking Monday night about how much eggs are, right? With shit going down like it's going down, with inflation like it is, everybody's struggling, okay? Don't be the asshole that turns somebody away looking for a job just trying to fucking make it because of how they look or how old they are. You're an asshole if you do that, and you got no business having keys, and you got no business hiring a fucking soul. Get the fuck out. And a lot of those managers are probably older, and they do this shit and they won't let it go because they know good and damn well they get out of the business they ain't getting hired making what they're making anywhere fucking else because of exactly what they're doing now to hero's point 
you know, there have been times where, you know, I, I remember when I was at home, um, the home decor store, uh, you know, I had this big hiring push and, and I actually scheduled 50 interviews for a week. And I think three to five showed up, wasted my time calling them and whatnot. And yeah, I was a little pissed off, but I hired all three, you know, but then again, you got to look at it the flip side, you know, as managers, we complain. I, I complained. I'm like, well, 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 fuck man. I just spent all this time set at calling these people, setting up these interviews, scheduling it, taking all my time to do this. Right. How many people out there wake up in the morning and decide, I really want to go work at the at home store or I really want to work at Dollar Tree. I don't really think these are aspirations and goals most people have. So chances are they were applying for everything that would stick, but they got a call from somewhere else they'd rather work. And that's it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yep. I called you, Russell. Sure did. And you worked out just fine. But I'd worked with you before. Your quality of work's good. Never had a problem with your quality of work. I think you're good people. You know? You're you're much more, like I said, country boy, so to speak. And there's nothing wrong with that. There, like I said, there's nothing wrong with liking what you like and, and not liking what you don't like. It's being able to navigate that when you're hiring people and, and trying to run a business. That's, that's the hard part. And, um, you know, you got to wake up to it. I mean, you know, how many hours does a manager want to work? Yeah, I hired you despite the tattoo. See? Ha. But um, you know, it's it's you know, it's hard out there. And and my whole vector on talking about this is quit saying people don't want to work and that there's a, a labor issue in the retail industry when you have managers turning people away sometimes just because of how their name's spelled on the resume. That happens too. So stop it. Insider, New York Times, uh, Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, all you fuckers are guilty. Can you take a month to get off the workforce's back and start really dialing into the hiring practices of these businesses. Something to think about. You won't, but the workforce ain't paying you to put these ads out either or these articles. That's why the serving times is class journalism. Free for everyone. All right. So having said that, um, we have a question of the week that was posted earlier, okay, kind of late, and I'm getting ready to pull it up live as well to see if it's changed, okay? So what that was, was today's question is a poll for tonight's show. Be honest, as it's 100% anonymous, and we will discuss this evening. Poll is in the next tweet. And the poll was, as a hiring manager, did you ever decline an applicant based on their appearance, race, etc.? The third option is relevant as well. Did you decon an applicant due to your upper-level management making it known what they preferred the company's image to be? Now, at this point, uh, when I did this, uh, 55.6% said no. Good on you. And it looks like it's running away. But technically speaking, yes, and yes, because of upper management pressure, uh, it's not that far of a gap. But that upper management pressure right there is kind of scary if you really think about it. Um, and that goes along with what I was saying about how you're told this is what we want. Now, as of right now, this same poll live, um, and it'll change and I'll, I'll let everybody know what the end results are. Um, but as of right now, yes, is it nine one point nine point one 9.1%? No, is it 545 and then, yes, upper management pressure is at 36.4. So far closer than a lot of people would hope that it would be. And I think really and truly, I mean, a lot of it has to do with, you know, how many people are polled. Um, you know, if we were able to get a larger scope of people, um, I think we'd find that it 
the numbers are probably much more horrible than that. Um, long-haired nipple people. Oh, that's that's great. Also, too, I did run a poll, and it's a seven-day poll, but we're going to kind of go over it right now um, because I think that it's uh, pretty important. It's a little bit off-topic, but on-topic at the same time. Um, I posted a poll. In searching for a new job, what is the most important factor to you? There's four days left on this poll. There's been 152 votes. The options were wages, work-life balance, affordable benefits, and the quote-unquote culture. So far, work-life balance is winning at 46.7%. Wages is second at 43.4%. Affordable benefits is at 3.3%. And the culture is at 6.6%. I'm really upset. I really hoped culture would come in last, but 6.6% is not an admirable number, so it kind of goes along with what I was looking for, which is when they start spouting off this culture bullshit, mm -mm. Red flag, run. So, because you had these people at the World Economic Forum saying that, oh, the number one thing that 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 people want in in employment is a great company culture. Well, 152 people say otherwise. Although I'm really kind of shocked that culture is beating out affordable benefits. But then again, our healthcare system is is ridiculously broken anyway, and the fact that it's attached to employment is equally shitty. And it is just what it is. So, having said that, anybody got anything to add real quick before we get off here? And guys, if if you're app, if you're applying for jobs and you feel like that there's a possibility you're discriminated against, reach out to the hiring manager and start asking why. You weren't called back in for a second interview or what was it about your qualifications? And, you know, maybe we can collectively get together, you know, as a group and try to figure out some way to sample this and figure out how bad it really is. And maybe, maybe just maybe all of us on Twitter, if we could find a journalist that's willing to investigate this, you know, I'd like to see some hard data on it. I really, really would. And I think that if the hard data was actually there and it was a broad section, good numbers, you know, I, I think that we would find it's pretty horrific. And part of that's going to fall on, you know, the the labor department, because if it if we were to find out that it's going on rampantly, right, then the EEOC is just worthless because it doesn't mean anything. You know, every one of these companies we talk about in their handbook has basically that EEOC statement, right? You're wasting a sheet of paper in your handbook if you got managers who are violating it every single fucking day. So we need to do better. The 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 retail journalists, you need to lay off the workforce for a minute. I mean, you know, here we are, we're talking about, you know, nobody wants to work still and quiet quitting, yet we've got company after company after company right now laying off thousands of fucking people. Right? Which is it? Nobody wants to work or we don't want you to work here anymore. Fucking figure your shit out, guys. Because the workforce is getting really a little bit sick of your shit. And it's going to backfire on a bunch of y'all. And a bunch of retailers already has because bankruptcies are coming. So, you know, um, it, it's, we got a long way to go. A long way to go. Um. Blame Tyke says, I'm getting tired of having to take the business news media to task. I know, right? Can we just have one good reporter or journalist on our side? Just one. Neil Saunders, if you if, if you ever watch this, could you help us out? Alex, can you help us out? Can 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 we have a can we start a conversation? You know, sure, it might not get to a lot of clicks, but hell, throw it over to the Anna Work sub and 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 Reddit and boom. You know, it's, it's crazy like that. So, but, uh, yeah. Um, hero says, once you're an alphabet soup organization, you're useless. Really feel free to prove me wrong. Eh, kind of hard to do that, to be honest with you. So, you know, you're right as you normally are. So everybody have a great evening. Uh, Monday night, we'll have some more therapy, bring your friends 
anybody that wants to come along that haven't been here before, uh, be a lot of fun. And uh, then Wednesday, I'm not real sure what we're going to do. I'm sure I'll have some topic that's pissed me off between now and then that that I'll go over. Uh, real quick, Mrs. Blame Tag, I admit that I answered yes, referring to when I was new to management following company policy. I was a bit cold-hearted and, frankly, not as perfect as I am nowadays. Recognize mistakes. Move on. Correct. Move on. Yes. Yes. You can't be all that bad because you put up with um blame tag. So you probably deserve the same kind of medal the hero deserves. And, you know, that's, I'm sure he's about as difficult to deal with as I am. And God bless you, you know, but you do good. Keep him in line. Don't let him get too out of scope. Always got to have that good person, that good partner behind you to rein you in. So I need it. Uh, you know, I really do. So I'm sure he does too. Oh, he only knows perfection. Well, there you go. Hot damn. Good job. You taught him well. So having said that, everybody, have a great evening. Stay safe till we see you next time. And um, do your due diligence. Do the best you can. Be the best version of you. And we'll see you next time.